0: Yeah, Ronnie EOP and radio well, We're from coast right. to coast Entrepreneurs on the road Getting yelled
1: So tune in and tell the friend about the hottest station on internet land. Yeah. Get back and listen to EOTM on a mission. Classic city records, ain't no competition. Pay attention to the grind, we're in it's the vision.
0: Entrepreneurs on the move, it's a session EOTM radio, we heard from coast to coast. Entrepreneurs on the move, giving you the most. EOTM radio, we heard from coast to coast. Moon, giving you the moon EOTM, that's the people station okay. Hotter station in the nation, no underestimating. informating I'm fascinating, it gon' hit them go up, go. up. No. Giving you bang for your buck, get your numbers go up go. Stop. Stop sitting around whining, crying Ooh-hoo. about making it, but ain't trying 20 city records, we tyrant Go on EOTM and start climbing EOTM Radio Giving you the most. E. O. T. M. A. O. Giving you the most. E. O. T. M. A. O. This one comes to call home. Giving you the love the old-
2: Like I was controlling, click rolling tricking six digits on kicks and skill holding. Trips to Paris, I civilize every savage. Give me one shot, I turn tripe life to lavish. Political prisoners set free, stress free. No work release, purple and threes and jet skis. Feel the wind breeze in West Indies. I like Coretta Scott King, mayor of the cities, and reverse things to willies It's down foul, but every girl I meet, to go downtown. I'd open every cell in Attica, send them to Africa. Africa. The Imagine that.
3: Another edition of the Don Adams Jr. Talk Show Guess what, I'm he, the host Glad to have you, glad to know you Uh, Got an exciting show lined up for you today But before we get started with that I want to give out my normal acknowledgments To the family, of course I want to say hello to the EOTM family As always, a pleasure Uh, I want to start out with Carla B uh, The fearless leader of EOTM Her right hand person, Ronnie first lady of GPT, and, of course, we're not going to forget about our, East, our West Coast family. Uh, we're talking about Jimmy E.O.T.M. Baker, and we're talking about uh, Queen G., who's out on the West Coast filling in, and, of course, we're not going to forget about Sweet Tea in the Atlanta area, and uh, our, my good brother, Ron, for Ron, and his sidekick, Mother Jenkins. Um, We've got a pretty good show lined up for you tonight, family. I know uh, the other day we talked about the juvenile justice system and uh, some of the things that are going on with the uh, juvenile justice system um, and the treatment of our kids, and they had some interesting comments that came in from some interesting callers out there, Um, and that was great. It was a great thing. Uh, But today, family, we're chopping it up about the adult side of the house, because there's a little long secret a lot too many people are familiar with, should I say. It's the adult criminal justice system, the parole. And the um, probation department, mm-hmm. that's right, I said the adult parole and probation, let alone things about that, uh, you know, here's the thing, here's the deal, family, is that a lot of folks don't realize that that falls under what I term uh, social uh, traps, social traps. That's right. And it's it's a, it's a business, family. Let's just call it what it is. It's an outright business. And, uh, you know, as long as we want to hold our heads in the sand about it, uh, what's going to happen is that that, that business is going to just keep right on going, and right on going, and they're going to keep making money off of us. Because essentially, um, you know, in my mind, what it essentially boils down to is modern day slavery. And I hopefully, you know, once, once we go along uh, in the show, you know, I'll be able to articulate that to you. And I'm not trying to turn people on or off to the system as far as what it is and what it's doing. Um, what I'm what I'm here. And what I'm trying to do is to enlighten folks as to what's going on with other people as they transverse and go through this needlessly and some of the reasons why this is happening. And the bottom line is it's it's a money-making thing, family. It's all about the dollars and cents. You know, I'll give you a little bit of history, a little uh, brief insight on it right, right away. How many people know that the people that are on parole and probation have to pay a fee have to pay a fine. It costs money for them to be on parole and probation. It's not free, okay? And it's not just fines and fees and those little things that the judges see fit to attach. It's also got a lot to do with uh, court costs. Uh, just so, I and mean, I'll go down the list later on in the show, family. But it's a lot of needless things, um, you know. Because nine out of ten times, when someone goes into the system, especially on probation or parole, they're a felon which means, you know, hey, getting a job is virtually next to none, not to mention the fact that you're probably going to be stuck out trying to pay child support, too. And, you know, those child care about how you get it or when you get it. They just want you to get it. Um, you know, before we get into the, the meat of this thing, and I want to say this to you, family. You know, who's responsible? That's a good question. You know, who's responsible for the numbers and the ambiguity that goes on with the probation and parole departments? You know what? The judges the ambitious prosecutors, the greedy defense attorneys, and you know what, most importantly, the supporting cast, if there is any, us, people like us, because we sometimes have a tendency to turn our backs on those people that need our help, Um, you know, and that's not right. You know, a couple of shows ago, family, we talked about how uh, when people are released from prison or from parole or, yeah, from the prison system, society seems to feel that, hey, you know, your debt isn't paid. You know, we want you to walk around with the big F on your back, and we're not going to hire you. We're not going to give you any, rep- you know, any any way out to support yourself, your family, and and so forth and so on. And it's unfortunate, but what happens is we contribute, I think, as a society to the rate of recidivism. Rate of recidivism means that those people that come in and out of the system and have a tendency to reoffend, in most cases, it's because they're trying to survive. Um, and that's a sad story because we're treating them and pushing them back into a, a vicious cycle. We've got to realize that, family. So that's kind of what the show is about, too, tonight. Um, but even more so is just to expose uh, some of those things that are going on with the parole and the probation uh, department and systems. And I'm going to give you some startling numbers, too, family, about uh, the number of people that are actually on parole and on probation. It's going to blow your minds, I hope. But with that being said, hold tight. We're gonna pay some bills real fast, and then we're gonna come back on the Don Adams Jr. Talk Show, and we're gonna get right with it. It's time for the Don Adams
0: Sweet Tea
4: Blood Talk Show
0: on EOTM Radio. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Cooked the breakfast with no salt I got my grub on But didn't dig out Finally got a call from a girl when I want to dig out Hooked it up for later As I hit the door Thinking will I live Another 24? I gotta go Cause I got me a drop And if I hit the switch I can make y'all playing basketball, get me on the court and I'm troubled, last week messed around and got a triple double, freaking brothers every way like NJ, I can't believe today direction as i ran the inner section with the show dog's house they was watching you and p beat rap what's the hat on the crowd shake them up shake them up shake them up shake them roll them in and suckle of homies and watch me break them with the seven seventy left 70 left seven even back zone. left my homie's house pay. Picked up a girl, been trying to do something from gray. It's like Ronnie. I had the boo, she had the chronic. The lake is oh. oh. on the supercon. Big- The three four.
1: is Epiphany. You can find my work at www.myspace.com forward slash Epiphany's house. As a Poetry Over Music Senate member, I'm proud to be a part of Poetry Over Music campaign to grow poetry and spoken word. So, from now and until the end of the year, Poetry Over Music is going to be giving away thousands of dollars in gift cards. The way to win this month is to go out and spread the word about EOTM. Tell your friends, co-worker, pastors, strangers, etc., etc., etc. And the person that EOTM says refers the most listeners or poets will win a Poetry Over Music gift card. It's just that easy. If you have not done so, please go to www.poetryovermusic.com, join the page, and check out the new Poetry Over Music. Magazine featuring me. Yeah.
6: Someone I
0: can depend on if yeah. you down no matter what, Let know what you It'll be if you were my
2: Welcome to your Black Money Minutes, presented to you by BlackMoneyMatters.com. You know, when two people decide to get married, it's a pretty exciting time, but it also brings up a lot of hard questions. One of these questions is, how exactly are you and your spouse-to-be going to merge your money? The first step in doing this is to start discussing your financial goals, a good exercise to get this going It's for each partner to make a list of his or her short-term goals, like paying off a credit card, getting a new car, or even going on a vacation. Then begin to list your long-term goals, like retirement or having a baby. From there, you should be able to determine which of these goals are a priority to both of you. Then, once you've identified these goals, you can focus your energy on achieving them. This is Gil and Michelle. That was your Black Money Minute, presented to you by BlackMoneyMatters.com. To get more information and receive our free newsletter, visit blackmoneymatters.com.
3: Hey, family, welcome back to the Don Adams Jr. Talk Show. That's right. You know, I love that Black Money Matters commercial. It always starts off with the big question, when you decide to get married. Oh, a lot to think about. All right, family, let's get with it. We're talking about probation and parole. Matter of fact, let's just call it what it is. We're talking about social traps. Um, how they're fitting in into our program and how we're falling into them is where we're trying to go with this before we get uh, started with it. And, family, I did have the chat room open. Uh, I got bumped out. So whichever one of the other queens came in, you bumped me out. Um, But that's okay, family. I'll be back with you momentarily. But the chat room is open, and I will be back in shortly. Uh, With that being said, um, let me give out the uh, stations information before we get to, before we move any further with. It. www.eotmradio is where you can go to find out the latest with EOTM Radio or you can go to www.queensofinternetradio.com. and of course my personal email is eotmradio.com. Tonight's call-in number as always is 718-664-6543. Let me say it again, 718 718- Six six four six five four three, and I don't want you all to be afraid to call in. I want to know what's on your hearts and mind. Um Call in. This is certainly a hot topic, and you know the thing about it is, is this, family: is if we don't discuss it, it'll never be heard. If we don't discuss it, it'll never be heard, and if it's never heard, it'll never be told. Does that make sense to anybody? Because you can't hear something that's not that's not told. In other words, it's it's something that needs to be said. If we don't address it, it's just going to get worse. And you know, I'm not saying that I'm going to be all of that in the cause, but I think it has to start somewhere. You know, I mentioned earlier in the show that we we're going to be talking about the parole and probation department. Um, and before it's over with I also want to put some information out there that's going to hopefully help some of those folks that are on parole and probation to be able to deal with parole and probation uh, in a better light. Um, so fortunate that they have to deal with it. And I'm not going to say that all people that are on parole and probation don't belong there, but too often those of us who are on probation or on parole, myself not included, uh, are on there needlessly. And, you know, a lot of times what, what we don't know behind closed doors is that what it boils down to is the system needing to make more money off of our issues. And I say our issues because nine out of ten times when you're placed on parole or probation, or let's just say with probation, because um, there is a difference between parole and probation. I'll say that up front. But when you're placed on probation, nine out of ten times you've done something, that society probably feels like doesn't warrant you to be put in prison, but they want to at least make you pay for what you've done, so to speak, and they'll place you on probation. Uh, probation, the difference between probation and parole is probation is what happens or, or, or people are sentenced to probation prior to being sentenced to prison. All right, It's the first step before you go to jail or before you go to prison. Whereas parole means you are in prison and you are being paroled out of prison. Now, essentially, both of those are the same things. You have a parole officer and a probation officer, someone that you have to report in, and and you also have to pay fines and fees uh, in order to remain out on the streets. Uh, And that's a huge part of it because people go back to jail for not being able to pay their fines or being able to pay their fees. That's what they're called in the parole and probation departments. Uh, It could be anywhere from 25 to $45 a month, depending on what the judge has deemed necessary for you to have to pay. And that's important for us to know, family, because um, this is why I say it's a money-making uh, system. We've got somebody already coming in on the line, and I'm going to assume this is one of our calls. They want to comment already. It's uh, 347. You're on the
7: line the Don Adams Jr. Talk Show. Go ahead. How you doing, brother? This is Elohim from the Elohim Show. I'm also a blog talk radio host calling into your show.
3: Oh, excellent, excellent. Good to have you. Good to have you.
7: How are you tonight? I'm okay, brother. Are you from Queens, New York?
3: No, actually I'm not. I'm from Texas. Uh, I'm living in the Georgia area, Atlanta, Georgia area, but I'm from Texas.
7: Okay, because it said welcome to Queens. I thought maybe you were just from, because I'm from New York City. That's why I was asking. I'm from Brooklyn, New York.
3: Oh no no no! The queens of internet radio are the are the uh, the ladies responsible for the show here, the EOTM, uh, the Don oh. Adams Junior Talk Show. Yeah, those are our producers. So usually when I mention the queens, I give them shouts out.
7: Okay, that's what it is. I like your show. You know. Okay. I am I'm okay. on i I'm on a mission in the movement. I'm concerned about black people, brother. My show's the Elohim Show, and I just talk about topics pertaining to black people. Mm-hmm. I okay. yes I do have love for other nations and other people, but I just have a philosophy. You have to clean up your own backyard first before you can deal with other people. And I just I, I, I'm setting up a show, other than my Elohim show, is called Why Can I Stand Up for My People? And I'm looking for mm-hmm. brothers like you who I'm listening to talk, who's willing to sit with me on Sundays at 10 a.m. For two hours, and we really sit down and discuss this. How we're going to sit down and come mm-hmm. to conclusions about black people only? I mean, I, I really gave advertisements out. Everybody. Well, you know,
3: well, you know what? I want to say this to you, and and, and I feel your passion, and I do feel where you're going mm-hmm. with that. But I, I want to say this to you. You know, most of the and I agree with what you're saying that we have to clean up our own mess and our own yard before we're able to go to that store and deal with anybody else. But here's the thing: if mm-hmm. you, if, if I can if I can interject this, well, is that a broken people. You follow what I'm saying? A broken people, which is what we are. Um, how is it that, as a broken people, we can find ways to repair ourselves? And now I say that because I'm trying to appeal. You seem, you sound like a very intellectual brother. I want to appeal to your consciousness, um, and you know, with where I think you're trying to go with all of that. But I, and I say that to say this: that you know, when I put shows like this one out about the parole and probation systems that, that are out there, these social traps is what I call them.
7: And we have to teach our young men. Go
4: ahead. I'm listening. Yeah, ab- topic.
3: Absolutely. We have to teach our young men uh, and our young women, unfortunately, how to avoid uh, these issues, these traps. And I think that that I mentioned on one of the shows, that I did, the previous show, because we discussed the uh, juvenile justice system, is that when you're black, that training starts from birth. Follow what I'm going That starts from mm-hmm. birth. Other people are teaching their children how to deal with finances and economics. Unfortunately, we're, we have to start ours out and let them know that, hey, we've got some systems in place that we have to learn how to deal and operate within. And so with that being said, you know, like I said, the topic tonight is the probation of perosis because I think that a lot of people should understand that we live in an age where we are capable of and have access to so many different things. And I like to talk about those in the civil rights community in the civil rights days when they fought for civil rights. Those people didn't have fax machines. They didn't have, they didn't have uh, computers.
4: They barely had
3: phones. They didn't have cell phones. But you know what, folks? They made a movement and they made it happen. And you know what? As a result of that, we today are receiving the benefits of what they Thank have you. done. Did you now, it, here's why I say that. Now, I say that to say this. Uh, would anyone in their right mind go out and squander their father's earnings? In other words, your parents by tradition, according to the other communities and c- cultures that I've studied, live and work to leave behind a legacy for their children. I'm talking about our forefathers who left behind the legacy of equal rights for us. Have we squandered their earnings? Have we done what we needed to do as a people to move forward and to avoid some of these traps and things that are going on when we're talking about the parole, probation, and the big one is the child support system. You follow where I'm going? Brother,
7: may I respond to that deep question, yeah. please? Yeah,
3: absolutely, please.
7: Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, let me say this, man. You know, for one thing, first of all, I believe, you understand, and listen to listen to us very well, brothers and sisters. You got people that go to college to become lawyers, district attorneys, judges. They done paid all that college money. They're gonna lock people up. They need court cases, so they're gonna have a system to manipulate the youth. I got a song called Politics. I'm a music producer, and my song Politics talks about the youth going in and out the system like a revolving door. It's all about money. They gotta pay. They gotta pay for that college, all them years of college. That's just to me one aspect. You know, one one aspect of it. You know, and um, what else did you say? I'm trying to get. What else did you say about it? The um,
3: well, what I was, I was saying that uh, you know, the parole and probation department. Okay, now, and, and and you're right. One of the things that 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 what you're saying, as far as these folks that are in the system that go to school all this time to wear the title of judge and lawyer and defense attorney. You know, these folks, in my opinion, have gone. I, and, folks, let me just let me, let me just put this out there. For those of you who will call in and maybe want to uh, my background is a law enforcement background. I spent a total of maybe 12 years in law enforcement, and I, I finished out as a state felony probation officer. So for those of you who want to call in and wonder why I say the things that I say, I will say this to you. You have not sat in the judge's chambers drinking a bottle of scotch when he's talking about that defendant like he's dogged me. You have not listened to some of the conversations that transpire between prosecutors and defense attorneys as they laugh and joke over whether or not they're going to sentence you or whether or not they're going to barter with your life in exchange for a plea that they both very well know that you have no business even pleading to. So these are things that I have personally experienced in my experience as a law enforcement officer. Now, now that doesn't mean that everybody that works in the system uh, is as uh, what's the word I want to look for, is critical, I uh, should I say is as bad off as all of that. But it goes to tell you this, family, you never know who you're dealing with when you're sitting back across the table and that judges if they're making decisions and choices about your life. So that's why we. That's another reason why we're doing this show. For right. so those of you who want to know where this is coming from, it's coming from my experience and from my knowledge of training. So with that being said, what was your
7: question, bro? Okay, brother, I just got back to my other train of thought. You also mentioned ah. you know, child support. The child support. I really want to touch the child support. Mm-hmm. I did a show on, you know, Deadbeat Dads one day, and mm-hmm. I had a caller call from Florida. His name was Richard, and he introduced to me Roe v. Wade. Now, I always heard about Roe versus Wade, but, you know, you hear about it on the news. I didn't really pay too much attention to it. Well, mm-hmm. I researched it that night, and it
4: blew my mind.
7: Let me tell you what I found out about it. And then when he found that I understood it and comprehended it, he sent me information. And I'm willing to email you and send the same information that he sent me to you. Roe versus Wade, what I found out is that a woman in Texas was around 20 years old, and she was pregnant. And back then, it was illegal to have an abortion for doctors to practice it at all. And she told the Supreme Court, look, I can't have this baby. I can't take care of it. I can't support it. You cannot make me have this baby. So they gave her the right over her body to have the abortion. And within that law, a woman has been given the right over her body for the first four months of decision without even the government's involvement. Now listen very carefully what I'm saying to you. Being that the government has to be out, it's illegal for them to tax brothers for child support. The woman has the right over her body for contraceptives and everything. Now, what I found out is that you got it, 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 to. The, the lawyers know this, but they thought that it was abolished. But a lot of lawyers won't bring it up. But if you go to your lawyers and bring this Roe v.ersus Wade legislation up, you can fight. Now they have a Roe v.ersus Wade two equal protection clause. For the man now to fight for his rights and look this up, Roe v Wade, Really check it out? look it up on the internet because this man named Richard put me on to this look this up and uh and definitely through Britannica, Britannica has a lot of publications about Roe v Wade. Brothers can really find out how to fight against this child support and and I'm going show you i I'm gonna tell you what happened. I introduced this little and little bit of legislation to a friend that I knew. <laughs> here in New York City. And you know what happened? He said his lawyer said to him he thought it was abolished and they automatically stopped his child support payments that he had to make further out and he still ain't making any more payments. And now he's looking at a couple of thousand dollars. He's put over thirty thousand dollars he's supposed to get back, but they're getting Are you fighting are, 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 are you, you said,
3: saying that because of Robos versus Wade, that his child support came
7: to a hand? Yes what state was this? It, it, it was established in the state of Texas. And because she won that with the Supreme Court, it was amended through all the other states of the country that a woman has a right over her whole body. Roe versus Wade, bottom line is that a woman, doesn't make a difference about color, a woman has a right over her body, and the government can't even get involved. She won that right. She won that. She fought that, and she won it. But with that law, they was able to step on the rights of men. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Child support and all these other different avenues in which they manipulate men. Because, but, but you way. know what?
3: I'm gonna say this to you, and I know where you're going. But I'm gonna, say, and I, I don't mean to interrupt you. But I'm gonna say now this just, to, here's to you. Here's, here's, here's a deeper thought for you. Since we're on the child support subject already, here's a deeper thought. Imagine this: if everyone would take a minute and say, you know what? I had a baby. You know what? We had a child. Our situation's not working. Why can't we sit down at the table and discuss what needs to happen and work it out? See, the issue, I think, with child support is not very much how to teach men how to get out of paying child support. I think the bigger issue, the bigger problem is how to teach, and I say this without, without wanting to disrespect our females out there, but how to teach some of our women to not use child support as a means of torture or revenge or vengeance on a man, <laughs> and also and on also, the part of some of the men out there who have their children and are using the child support as the same means. Because I'm going to tell you something, man. I'm a firm believer in this, empowerment. Check this out. I don't care. I don't give a shit what it is. I don't care what the law is. I don't care what the ruling is. If we as a people don't fight, don't bite into it, it won't happen. People like to say that the John Lynch letter is a real thing. I don't believe it's real. I don't believe in the Willie Lynch letter. I think it's a fraud. I think that it's just another thing that was tossed out there for us to say this is why we do the things that we do. I don't believe it at all. I believe that when we talk about the parole, probation, and even the child support system, we integrate ourselves into that. And, see, I understand what your position is, but here's a bigger picture. Why not teach ourselves to be better than ourselves so that we don't end up in these programs? Because regardless of what they say child support is or isn't, we put ourselves in those programs, whether we as absentee fathers disrespect our mothers or whether we, as mothers, and or whatever, and vice versa, or whether we, as women, decide that we want to get back at these men because we couldn't have them, so we take things and we try to get back at them. Well, you know what you're doing? You're feeding the angry beast. You're Brother, feeding the that's system.
7: Why I, I you believe, are that's, feeding the to Cut you off, but that's why I called yep. you in the first place. I'm yep. doing a show called Why Can I Stand Up for My People, and that's mm-hmm. my show for Sunday. What you just said. Uh, mm-hmm. Stop holding on, because I I I'm very deep. I am a very knowledgeable brother, and a lot of times I teach my people about what happened to us in history mm-hmm. that they don't know about. But yes, I am looking for a more simpler way, and the way you said it is right. Not blaming white people and what happened to we understand. Well, you well, well you know what? Let me tell you something, you wanna, bro. Go ahead.
3: At the end, but, but you know something? At the end of the day, here's the deal. White people are white people. They do what they do. Black people are black people. We either do or don't do what we do, and I said it the way I meant to say it. Here's the deal, and I'm just speaking from a, hypoth- I'm just speaking from a black man's point of view. Every single social problem and issue that I've ever had, it didn't come from somebody white. It came from somebody black. Oh, now, yeah. these, these tools and these things are in place. Now, those other folks, those white people on the other side of the fence, of course, if you step across the fence and you allow them to mow your grass, Guess what? You're going to get your ass chewed. That's the bottom line. But somebody, in my opinion, has to feed you to that, or we have to not educate ourselves to not know how to get how to fall into these social traps. So that's one word. It's not so much the fact that these things exist as much as it is how do we educate our people and say, look, let me tell you something, case in hand. You want to talk about child support? Let's talk about child support. Mother and father, you're angry right now. Sit down, calm down, relax, come back to the table at a later date and discuss what needs to be discussed. Nothing galls me more when I hear women call into my shows and say, well, you know, I tried to talk to him, and he didn't want to listen. You know what my next question for that woman is going to be? Well, let me ask you this. Did you try to talk to him right after the breakup, or did you give him some time and then come back? Well, of course I tried to talk to him right away. Well, guess what? In anybody in their right mind, have you ever resolved an argument when you were
7: upset? Hell no, you haven't. Not no, at all. I, I would love to You need to calm to down. I would love to invite you to help me on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. with this very thing we're talking about. Well, yeah, you definitely have, have my support. So
3: what you do is what you do is this, bro. Hold on with me on the show if you have time, and then I can get your information, or I can, yeah, I can give you my. If you get a pen, I can shoot you my email, and you can. Shoot well, what me, I uh, do, I'll just,
7: do that because I'm, I'm I'm right now I'm right. Doing a little surfing around, so I'm gonna send you my email, we'll, friend requests, and, and we'll, all that. I'm gonna send you a message of we'll my information. Alright, we'll do that. But is exactly what I want to do.
3: Okay, absolutely. I'm glad. I'm, hey, listen, man. I, I'm all for it. You know, I'm, I'm definitely all for it. But now, here's the thing. Let me just take the state of Georgia, for instance Let's get back to probation. Here's the thing. Now, family, listen to this. Probation. Georgia has a unique probation system. It's broken down into different types of uh, uh, divisions, if you will. You have community supervision, intensive probation supervision, specialized probation services, which handle sex offenders. you got day reporting centers, and then you have pr- probation facilities all over the state of Georgia. Now, here's the thing, and I'm picking on Georgia because I live here, and it's the system that I'm the most familiar with. And we'll get back to the national statistics in a minute. But here's the deal, okay? Think about this. In the field operations in the state of Georgia, you have uh almost fifty five thousand people walking around who are on probation okay fifty five thousand who are on probation for property offenses let's talk about the sex offenders you got at least thirty two thousand now now write these numbers down because these numbers are going to increase as we go this is not a totality this is broken down thirty two thousand and some are sex offenders that are in the state of Georgia along with those property offense offenders who are on probation and I say property offense offenders because family Uh, These are folks that maybe damaged some property somewhere and the judge said, well, I'm not going to put you in jail, I'm just going to put you on probation because they want you to pay fines and fees and go forth and so on. Imagine that. Now, with that being said, you've got over 4,000 of them that are here in the state of Georgia was based upon what's called the Interstate Compact. And that's important, family, because y'all need to understand, the Interstate Compact is what allows probationers to travel and live in different places. It's what allows child support agencies to do what they do and cross state lines and to come and come and screw with you. It's what allows a lot of different things to, to happen to you in this country. It's the Interstate Compact. But in the state of Georgia, we've got up to 4,000 people who live here who are on felony probation from another state that are here living in your state, okay? Now, that's important because a while back there was a special on television where they said states are swapping inmates. Like Texas may say, well, it's an overcrowding issue, so we're going to send our Texas inmates over to Missouri somewhere so that they can be housed over there. Well, that's huge because states send big money over there. Incarceration is big money. They get paid for that, okay, family? Now, those 4,000 probationers that are here are paying probation fees and fines to the state of Georgia. Imagine that. So to be on
7: probation, it's not free of cost, finally. You have to pay to be there. Follow
4: you follow what i you familiar with probation? I,
7: done, I done did the numbers of 91,000 brothers all messed up in the system.
3: That's right. Absolutely. You must be yep, You must be on the computer because that's exactly where I was going to go. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a fact. You know, and it's atrocity because, you know, here's the thing. You know, think about this, and I, and I don't make any excuses for the behavior of some of our brothers that are out there because God only knows that some of them do deserve to be on there. But you know what? Here's the thing. What's happened to us as a people? Why is it that we are leading the nation in every negative category that is out there, up to and including parole, probation, child support, the whole nine? Why? Why is that? You know what that tells me? That tells me that we are broken people. This is what I said in the beginning of the show, a broken people. How can we help a, a, someone else when we are broken people?
7: Every other race oh, man, that's easy. out here. That's what my show is about Sunday. My theory is we got to clean our own backyard before we can start dealing with white people in other nations. Other men and nations are established with their men, women and children, family structures. We're not. Mm-hmm. And we got so much that we gotta to get together as black people, our woman ain't with us. We gotta to get to break that brick wall between her so we can talk with her again. We gotta get our children off the streets. We got so much to do as black men for ourselves, man. Yeah, well, you know, I feel your pain, but you know something, man? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to put
3: this out there. You know, I've always said, this is one of the things that I promote as well, is that um, when it comes to us as a race, okay, now I'm, and it's not to say that black men can't do it. We cannot do it alone. We need our women. Our strength is in our women. We need our women to come on board. We need our women to be supportive, we need, and we need them to believe in us again as men. Um, what has happened is that there is a paradigm that has taken place over the last 20 years, 20, or 30 years, where this phrase, I don't need a man, has taken hold in mm-hmm. our community and, and has mm-hmm. gone to another level.
4: Yeah. Well, I'm
3: sorry to be the one to tell you this, but if you have a child in your life, you need a man. If you are a woman, and I don't care how successful you are, you still need a man. And I'm going to tell you why, because there's things that a man would bring to the table that you will never be able to understand. There's things that a woman would bring to the table that a man would never be able to understand. And I say it, Purposely like that,
7: because we can't bring,
3: we cannot bring to the table what the other one should bring.
7: I don't care how we
3: try to, I don't care exactly. I don't care how we try to. Where is that? So my point being is that as a society, I feel like this. The reason why we have so many of our young men on parole and on probation is because we have lost that disconnect as a family, as a unit. Now the question now becomes, where do we get that back? How do we do that? That's where you are, my brother. You're trying to figure out a way to fix our societal societal issues. And that's where we are with that. You know, the probation and parole department, people have to understand this. If I am a lion in the jungle and I'm hungry, if a creature crosses my path, I will eat. Now, if I am a lion in the jungle and I can't come across a creature or whatever it is I want to eat or whatever I happen to, you know, whatever I feel like I can devour, then I will starve to death. The system is the lion we keep falling into the path and the lion pounces on us and it eats us and devours us i can't make it any more simple than that so what we have to do is find the strength to become more cohesive as a family and we got to save ourselves man cuz no that's one else is going to do it
7: shows, that's all i can say that's what my sunday show at 10 am is about for us to sit that's down what we going to do Let's talk and figure this thing out that's what it's about brother that's why i'm calling your show and I'm surfing for brothers who I'm listening, talking like you, so we can get together on Sunday morning, and and talk to the world. <laughs> and the you answer. know Fridays, you know what Fridays on Fridays, you know what I do on Fridays, man, is I let people call in
3: on Fridays and they shout their business, in and the show's out on Fridays. <laughs> okay, on Fridays, I, on. I I completely open it up.
7: <laughs> I'm gonna send you a friend request, and I'm gonna stay on top of you, brother, because you are positive.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. That's the only way to be. You know what? we got to pay some bills. Uh, stick with us, man. Don't go anywhere just yet. And for the rest of the family that's listening, i got to pay some bills. And when I come back, um, I want to send a special shout-out to my group, the Knight Riders of the Atlanta, Georgia area. That's my motorcycle group. Now, they're, they're, listen to me clear, clearly, family. They are no longer a group that I talk about. They are now my group. I belong to them. We are a family. So when we come back um, from this commercial, uh, I'm going to give them a shout-out and uh, mention their anniversary. And then this brother and I are going to continue to chop it up. And we're going to get back to straight to the uh, parole issues because we just finished chopping it up about the probation. But we're going to talk about the parole issues. And one of the things, too, I want to leave you with, family, is I want to tell everyone out there who's on probation and parole how to deal with parole and probation. There's a way to
7: handle this, family, so that you don't have to deal with those issues. You shouldn't be on it any damn way. But since you are, I will put it out there for you. In New York. Need to hear that. I got to invite you to one of my shows on a weeknight where we can talk about this, brother, on, on my show here in New York, live. I got you, man. Now stick with us. We'll be right back. I'll Listen be to in. the Don Adams Senior Talk Show. We'll be right back, family.
4: The camp
1: is here. The camp is here. Hey, y'all! It's here. It's finally here. The buzz is here. What is the buzz?
6: EOTM Buzzwire Magazine at EOTMBuzzwire.com is a monthly magazine on the web.
1: Continuing with EOTM's mission to encourage, empower, and enlighten. Buzzwire Magazine at EOTMBuzzwire.com will help bring entrepreneurs together and connecting minds will increase network to increase network
6: read eotm buzzwire magazine each month at eotmbuzzwire.com and stay enlightened and empowered increase read eotm buzzwire magazine each month at EOTMBuzzWire.com. And stay enlightened and empowered. Yet our best trained, best educated, best equipped,
5: best prepared troops refuse to fight. Matter of fact, it's safe to say that they would rather switch than fight.
3: Hey, man, brother, you know, I had to play that again for you, family. I love that part of the song because I am a public enemy at heart. Listen up, family. Let me send a shout-out for my folks here in the Atlanta area, the Night Strikers. We are having an anniversary party here in Atlanta, Georgia, Saturday, June 12th. This is my motorcycle group, my newly adopted family. That's right. They just adopted me. It's going to be located at 2865 Donald. Lee Hollowell Parkway in Atlanta, in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia, and, uh, you know, family, we want to welcome you all over, whether you're a biker or whether you're not, I'll be there as well, Don E.O.T.M. Adams, along with the rest of my Night Striker family, and we're going to have a good time. We're going to do it biker style here in Atlanta, and we're asking all of you who are in the shout of, uh, of my voice, and if you know somebody who's a biker, pass it out and let them know. Come on out to the Night Strikers anniversary party um, this Saturday uh, from 12. I'm sorry, from 6 p.m. until 12. Actually, from 6 p.m. until there is no curfew, y'all. So all you married folks out there, just beware. The location once again is 2865 Donald Lee Hollowell Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia 30318 is the zip code. Just want to put that out there and send some mad love to my Night Strikers. All right. We're talking about, We are listening to the Don Adams Jr. talk show, and we're talking about the parole, probation, and the child support system, the social traps that are hanging us up. And fortunately, we have a caller on the line who's out of the New York area. Brother has a talk show of his own. Decided to call in and chime in and give us some of his personal thoughts on the matter. You still with us, brother? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I'm still here, brother. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, man, uh, you know, I had to get that shout out there, man, from my night strikers, man. You know, I'm I'm with a fight group, man, and uh, I'm going to show some mad love, of course, always. But with that being said, man, you know, you mentioned some things, man, in the show that were very, very interesting. But I want to put some things out there for the family, because family knows that I like to put out statistical information, for them. parole and probation in the United States as of 2008 presents the number of adults under community supervision, parole, and probation combined at year end of 2008. And this rate grows uh, every year. Okay, family, so it's important for you all to understand that. It grows, and this is also including uh, sex offenders. Now, these statistics that I'm about to put out include ethics. Uh, it doesn't matter what the gender and type is. It's all ethics, all groups, all backgrounds, and here we go. Nearly 5.1 million adults are under community supervision or were under community supervision in, as of uh, 2008, equivalent of about one in every 45 adults in the United States, okay? Probationers totaled 4,270,917, okay? That represented the majority at 84% in these numbers, family. The community supervision population in 2008 for parolees was 828,169, which accounted for about 16%. So they're locking them up, but they're not wanting to let them out. The probation and parole populations grew at the same rate during 2008 up until 2009, uh, which was about 0.9% for each one. All right, family? Those are huge numbers, even if it doesn't sound like that. Here's the last one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now no, here's no, the last one. <laughs> you the probation population increased by 36,446 uh, probationers, while the parole population increased by only 6,000. 992 parolees During the year okay family That's important what
7: was your question bro okay, do you have any statistics On how many of all of that Is just for black men And Latinos well, yeah, yeah, You know what and I hear where you're going I can get that for you and I'm going to
3: work On getting that for you while we're here on the show But I'm going to say this to you man you know I mentioned something in my previous Shows that I think is very important just to note That you know I know our focus is, I know your focus is a lot of times on black men and and Hispanic men or the minority community. But here's the thing right here. Check this out and see if this makes sense to you. I do not like to leave out my Caucasian brothers, and I'm going to tell you why, because I have found in my experience in the criminal justice system that, you know what, the ones of them that cannot afford attorneys, which is what happens to a lot of black men and Hispanic, uh, and also um, uh, Hispanic uh, men in the the, the, uh, system, they fall under the same umbrella that we are under. Because guess what? They no, they're, they're, they can't afford an attorney just as well as we can. And what happens is when you're talking about the angry beast called the system, they've gotten to the thing. They have refined the system so well to the point where it won't matter if you're white, black, or whatever. If you don't have the money, if you don't walk in court with a paid attorney, your goose is done. And if you can't keep that attorney on staff, your goose is done. So I don't like to leave out our Caucasian brothers because I'm going to tell you something. They are a large percentage. As a matter of fact, their percentage in the system is larger than that of the Hispanic population. You have the black population and then we have the Caucasian population and the Hispanic population is following closely. What's happening is because of the immigration laws, the Hispanic populations are becoming beginning to get more and more incarcerated and locked up. So, you know, I don't want to leave them out. But, yeah, you're right. As always, we lead the nation, black the African-American community. We need relation in it. What do you think about that, bro?
7: I definitely, definitely agree with you, because, um, of course, because um, I haven't haven't done any prison time, like state time, but I've been in a little system, you know, and I've you know met some some white guys in there, and they, we are when when you're in oh, there. Oh shit, we are man, we all been in the, the damn same system, man. And <laughs> it you're well, in there, see, me be have to say that honestly, haven't haven't been done state time, but have been in the system a little. When you're in there, everybody's a brother, man. Unless you want some old bullshit, but other right. than that. Everybody's a brother, man. Everybody just wanna talk and understand each other. Now I do know that about jail. I, I can tell everybody there's a certain brotherly love that comes together with men when they get locked up that they don't get on the street. Mhm. And I have experienced that. So I have to say yes. Because I had been in the system a little bit, I have to agree with you. Mhm. You know, the strange
3: thing about it is and I keep saying it again, you know, we always wanna talk about how you know, we have all our black men going to jail, all our brothers doing this. But you know what, man, let me tell you something. Honest to God, truth, and I'm going to take a little bit of steam out of that. But I'm going to say it like this. You know, yeah, we do have a lot of brothers that are getting locked up. we got a lot of brothers going through some things, but we got a lot of brothers that making some bad choices. So here's my thing. Here's my, here's my thing. Rather than pointing the finger and saying, yep, yeah, I see you, you're just a number, you're in the system, how about we do this? How about we sit down as a group in a society and we say, okay, if we have this common issue, there has to be a common problem. And if it's a common problem, there has to be a common resolution. So how do we achieve that common resolution, which is the end game to this whole thing? You follow where I'm going? Let's find out what's going on with our brothers. Let's find out what's going on with our people so we can fix this thing.
7: Well, then you know what? I invite also to my show all Mm -hmm. the minorities of the whites to come and join us. Mm -hmm. That's how I would answer that. Because I understand what you're saying, yeah. I'm quite there are minorities in in the Caucasian structure that's not mm-hmm. getting a fair shake, just like we are. I, I definitely, oh yes, I'm I'm going to own up to that. And and, mm-hmm. and in fact, and if there are minority whites that want to sit back, who they call white trash you now, that want to sit down and talk with us and unite with us too, I'm willing to do that. I'm I'm, I'm willing to do some old '60s movement. Once again, but now in these times, yes, I am. Some old Woodstock, Woodstock, yes, I am. I really am. I'm serious. I'm, yeah, but I could do that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I can. With the minority whites, yes, I can. Yes. The, yes, yes. Yes, I can. I can. I can honestly say I can. Yes, I can.
3: Well, you know yes. what? You know something? Here, here's the thing is that we, I, I honestly believe this, that we cannot by any means leave each other out. You know, and, and here's, here's where I'm going, is that we have to understand that, you know, when George Bush and all those other gangsters, the Bush-Cheney gangs, took over the White House, these gangsters let a lot of other things get out of control. The Justice Department, these other organizations that snuck in and created these little stinking laws and these other things that we got going on, took away some of the programs that we can use to, uh, to reenterize our offenders as they come out of prison and back into society. The Bush-Cheney gang family is responsible for that, and I do proudly say that they are true American gangsters, George Bush and Mr. Uh, Dickhead Cheney. But with that being said, we have, to, we have to look and we have to realize that, you know, what these men have done is they have, and unfortunately, they left us, left us with a huge goose egg. And I'm going to tell you how that works. You lay the egg and it ferments, it masturbates, or it sits there and it matures, and it becomes whatever's going to come out of the egg. What that means is we often, like, it's like when they came out with the we don't need a man clause. Twenty years later, oh, all y'all that didn't need a man, guess where your sons are. Most of your sons are locked up or they just out here running oh. around because <laughs> you needed a man. Oh. Well, here we go.
4: Guess wow. what? They laid <laughs> an egg
3: on us. And here's the egg right here. The egg is this. <laughs> now we've got all these social controls and stuff in place. They done, took away. they done stripped down all the stuff we do in school. They done took away religion in the schools, which, by the way, they did that so that they could add to the pro- parole, and pro- and pro- and pro- parole and probation Holy population.
7: Of God, so they, they, they,
3: they stripped all of that away. And guess what we have? We have a scaled-down version of what parents have a right to do and not do according to the law in most countries. Because there are some parents who are scared to death. Do anything about some of the things their kids are doing. Well, guess oh, yes. what? When they grow up, yes.
7: they end I up on parole right, and probation. I know, I know, I found the right brother. It's just about me and you uniting and getting this done. But what I'm looking to do, <laughs> you're the brother, Don. And let me let let me. Can I say this to your listeners, Don Adams? I am Elohim from the Elohim Show, and this is my first time talking with Don Adams, and I love his show. I want y'all to know that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
3: I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate the shouts out.
5: You know,
0: let me put
3: something out there uh, for the family, too, man, because, I mean, these folks know that I love statistics. Here's, here's something that everybody should know, all right? Total, 5,692,500 people currently, that uh, which is approximately 2.8% of our population. Uh, currently, that number breaks down like this. three million two hundred sixty-six people and 87,000 are on probation seventy-four thousand are on uh, uh, are in jail okay let's go to the prison population one million one hundred and seventy six and nine hundred twenty two Americans on parole six hundred and ninety thousand seven hundred and fifty two are on parole now let's break that down by the number by the sex all right let's talk about males out of those numbers I just named Four million seven hundred and 200 of them are male out of the females.
7: Well, I wasn't right? going to ask you about that. What about the females? Yeah, no, no, I got it.
3: No, you asked that question earlier, I'm going to put it all out there, all right? Females, 895,300 of them are females. Now, let's break it down by the races. 300, I'm sorry, 3,427,000 of them are white. Let's break wow. it down. Now, listen, here's the shocker. 2,149,900 are black. That means that there are more white people incarcerated, according to the numbers that I'm reading. When you look at the, the male and female by group, then there are black people incarcerated. And then we've got the others, which is, makes up your Asians, your Indians, and other populations. One hundred and thirteen
7: thousand and six hundred of them.
3: What you're, make,
7: what you're making me aware, too, because we always talk about, see, ignorance, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I always say, is an MF. And knowledge mm-hmm. is power. Mm-hmm. I, you know, in, in most black communities, and I know I've been one to always say this, that they always got the back, but you know, I was thinking that it's more. I thought the blacks were the majority. That might have been the case, but listening to you and learning, mm-hmm. I'm an enlightener. But an enlightenment can learn. I'm learning something right now. I'm always teaching on my shows, but I'm learning mm-hmm. now. All this whole oh, yeah. time listening to you, I've been learning.
1: Mm-hmm. And what I'm learning you. is
7: now, is then, let me just finish for a second, because I don't learn from you. I don't learn mm-hmm. that the statistics then went from being just on blacks to now. It's all over. It's global now. It, I mean, just international. It's no longer mm-hmm. about just black, holding black men down, black men down, like we've been claiming in this revolutionary fight, they're holding the black men down. Holding, no, it's, it's past just holding the black men down. They're incarcerating just for money. It doesn't make the... If, if yeah, you that, living, now, now if, you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, you you, you, you break understand. these laws, baby, and they're going to get you. They don't care what race you for. Now that. you it understand. Is.
3: Yeah, you taught me, brother. You taught... Yeah, that. Now oh, you boy. understand. It's not a, it's, you know what? It's not about race. You know, and because it just went off, let me get it. Let me give you this right here, bro. I love the soundbite. That's the rooster. I'm up, woke baby. Up. I know.
7: I woke up. I your know. The just woke up because you know it, what? I'm gonna
3: tell you something, I man. At like, the end of the day,
7: it's not it about like, it's not about race
3: anymore, man. Now, unfortunately, we get caught up in it the most, you know, because we're just at that point on the totem pole. But here's the deal. It, 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 let me tell you something, man. If, if you get somebody who's white, it doesn't matter what your race is. If you don't have if you the police. The police are profiling like this. They look at cars. They look at all these things before they decide they're going to pull somebody because they don't want to send somebody to the prosecutor that's going to be able to fight back because he got money. They don't want to send that. The prosecutor. Let me tell you what else feeds parole and probation. Prosecutors play this game. It's called wait and sit. They will lock you up and they will make you sit in jail until you decide to accept the plea. This is what. What a lot of people don't realize is that most of the cases that are resolved, you know, are resolved through plea bargains. The defense attorneys want to come in there because they want to get paid. Their goal is to get paid because your ass and got in trouble. The, <laughs> the let me tell you, something. the prosecutor's goal is the prosecutor wants to establish a winning record. All he cares about is how many victories he's walked out of that with. It doesn't matter if you were borderline innocent. It doesn't matter if you were simply innocent. It doesn't matter. Family, read the statistics. Look at how many men, especially black men, are getting released from jail after spending years in prison for crimes that they did not commit. Okay? I said especially black men, but guess what, family? There's a whole shipload of white men out they didn't do. So this is what I'm saying to you, family. It's not just about race. It's about money. And for those people that like to watch TV and they believe in in law and order and they like to watch those television shows where the thing goes choom-chom and the the, the, the DA comes on and says, well, you know what, I don't agree with this because it's not right. Well, you know what, let me tell you all something. That's a damn fallacy. You're looking at make-believe. You're looking at somebody's imagination in a perfect world. The reality of it is, if you've never lived through it, is let me tell you something. When you go to court, whether you are innocent or not, District attorneys very rarely are reasonable enough to the point where they will accept the fact that you may not have done this. What they generally look at is theoretically, can I prove this in court? And if they can prove it, let me tell you something, family. They don't. If they think they can theoretically prove that you did something, they don't give a damn where you were or what you say you was doing. They about to take you through the ring. And if well, you don't have the money, and oh, wait a minute. And if you don't have the money or the finances, and I mean to hire a decent attorney, and you walk in there with a public defender, let me just tell you what you need to do. Get your paddle, get your boat ready because you're going to go up shit creek.
7: Oh, yeah. Brother, that's why I said earlier. I yep, understand. You about to go you with it. Because I didn't do any state time, but being tossed in and out of the system through little things in my past, I know that this system, like I say in my um song, this system's really racketeering. It's like the mob. They don't want justice as paperwork to them. It's a job politics.
3: That's right. You know, people. You know what? And I'm glad you mentioned it because people like to say, "Well, you know, we got the mobsters, we got the we got the gang members." Let me tell y'all something. You know what? The real gangsters, the real mobsters are operating right under our noses. The parole, the probation, and the child support system. Those are your real mobsters, family. And all y'all, say, well,
5: we need our money, right? Let me
3: tell y'all something. How did all these kids used to make it before the child support shit kicked into place? Before the parole, and probation started realizing we can make so much money. How did all these things function? They functioned just fine. These people came along and said, hmm, you know what, I can make money off of this. And so they started making money off and they devised systems to do that. Let me tell you all something, family. This is real talk. And for those of you who don't agree with me, call in. The number seven one eight six six four six five four three. 718-664-6543. Call in and let's hear what's on your hearts and your minds. What do you, you think about that, brother, those original gangsters that I'm talking about now?
7: I think this. I was talking with a a brother on a show, and I I mentioned that we were still in slavery. And he disagreed with me. And I said to him, we might not be in shackles and chains, but this Mm -hmm. system has got us in so many different forms of captivities you just don't know. And the main one is mental captivity, because like what you keep saying, Don Adams, if you wake up, and I know that you had to say this in your other previous shows, and I haven't heard your previous shows. But listening to you now, you had to been, and I know you're still crying this out to your people, because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling your spirit. I know you had to say these words to your listeners many times. Don't fall into these traps. That's right. That's right. You know something, man? I like
3: to share knowledge with family. Let me, let me drop something on these people right quick. For those of you who don't know, okay, let me give you all the history on parole and probation in the criminal justice system, okay? Now, this is, I'm, I'm, my, my area of education is criminal justice for those who don't know. So I'm going to drop this out there, okay? The state of Georgia, and so I think North Carolina also, but in particular Georgia, were established as debtors' prisons. The people were sent here because they owed the king a debt back in the day. I'm talking about King Henry III, I mean the Eighth. They owed him a debt. So they were sending, he was sending people, in other words, he was kicking them out of England and saying, if you owe me some money on back taxes or whatever, I'm kicking you out until you come up with my money. So he was sending people and sentencing them to come and live in the state of Georgia as we know it today. Now, with that being said, let's get to the origins of probation, okay? The origins of probation can be traced to the English criminal law back in the Middle Ages. Harsh penalties, punishments, I'm sorry, were imposed on adults and children alike for offenses that were not always of a serious nature, of a serious nature, but sentences such as branding, flogging, mutilation, and execution were common sentences back in the day. Well, during the time of Henry VIII, for instance, no less than 200 crimes were punishable by death, many of which were minor offenses. These, this, this harshness eventually led to a discontentment uh, amongst the people so he said, Man you're killing people for simple things Why are you doing this They didn't know any other way So they were killing people for things That they really didn't have to kill them for simple, simple crimes So guess what The English society concerned with the evolution Of the criminal justice system Slowly yet resolutely In an effort to, uh, to mitigate These inhumane punishments a, a variety of measures Were devised and adopted Royal pardons to be purchased By the accused A royal pardon Basically what they're saying is activist judges could refrain from applying statutes, or could opt for a lenient interpretation of them by uh, such as stolen property uh, could be devalued by the court so that the offender could be charged with a lesser crime, their plea bargain. They started to learn how to plea bargain, family. So then what they says, okay, well, what we'll do is also as a benefit to the clergy and to the king and to the judicial system, sanctuary and arbitration were offered, as offenders were at the, even back in the day were offered the means of payment in lieu of going to jail so family that was effect probation back in the day you follow where i'm going they discovered yeah they discovered way back in the day back during the time of henry king henry the eighth but you know what exactly so guess what probation and today as we stand with probation and parole when these people are on probation and parole they have to pay fines and fees, and some of this goes back to the government. It goes back into the pockets of the people that are sitting there, you know, making these laws and these rules. Period. It's a racket, family, and we ain't I gonna forget Const- about child support. Go ahead, Const-
7: bro. I know the court systems of Constantine and them were very ruthless. That mm-hmm. I know for a fact. Mm-hmm. That I
3: know. And we're for- not going and, and we're not gonna forget about child support. You know, it's interesting because. I met a brother uh, just yesterday, man, who lost his license because he's paying child support back pay for some grown kids. Same type of stuff I'm dealing with. But he's paying some child support for some grown kids. They came in and took this brother's license from him, man. Now he's riding around on a scooter because he doesn't need need a license to do that. But he's riding around on a scooter trying to make ends meet. You know what? Here's the thing, man. Here's the thing that I'm going to, is that that is sad because we try to look at child support. One of the biggest phrases that they'll toss out there is, it's the best interest of the child. That's a bunch of shit. Let me tell you something. A lot of fathers, and I, and I can't fault a man for saying this, have felt that they have been unjustly put into the system because the woman has been vengeful or whatever the case be, and they walk away from the whole situation. That means they don't even want to be a part of the child's life because of what you have done. Now, some people say that they're monsters. Some people say that they're wrong. But you know what? I say this, and this is my personal opinion. I say that there has to be a standard, and if that is the standard to show people: look, there's a better way, rather than feeding our own people, white or black into the child support system, then I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Walk away. Leave it alone.
7: Pay your money and walk away so they
3: can't bother you. I, Leave them alone.
7: Do, do, just do me one favor, brother. i got to just come off the air for a quick second, and I'm going to oh, come see, right back. Trust do me. Do your thing, thing, man. The, the, line, hey,
3: the, the lines will be open, man. Do your all thing, brother. The I lines will be, will be open.
7: Back. I just got to go off the air right quick. I will, will, be, I will be right back.
3: All right. Do your thing, brother. The lines will be open. But, family,
7: you know, as
3: I said before, you know, this is startling. You know, we have to realize, we have realize. to look at, that we have to look at the fact that you know what, uh you know the child support system, the parole system, okay, all of these things that are out there, these things are out there ensnaring our boys and our men, and let's not forget about our women. We had a woman calling in on one of our shows earlier; she was getting whipped over the table with child support, beat down with it, and needlessly, so her husband ended up forgiving the debt because he felt like it was just the right thing to do. I'm not going to mention their names, but she was, and she was a very profound speaking woman, which, you know, it, uh, you know, it happens, and it's not a gender issue. It's a social issue, family, which is what this show is about tonight, the social traps that are out there. Bottom line, family, we got to learn as a people and as a group, however you want to look at it, to resolve our differences without going into the system and having these things worked out against us or, in some cases, financially uh, over us, because it's a burden. All right, family, you listen to the Don Adams Junior Talk Show. I'm chopping it up at this point about child support, parole, and probation. And we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back. The number to call for those who want to chime in is 718-664-6543. And I want to hear what's on your hearts and minds. Of course, I know y'all are shy. I am, too, but I get paid for it. So guess what? It's all good. So stick with us, family, on the Pay Some Bills, and we'll be right back.
6: Urban Literary Review, where literature and urban meet. Hosted weekly by Tia from D.C. Bookman and Martin from Culture First. Urban Literary Review comes on Blog Talk Radio. That's www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Urban Literary Review. Urban Literary Review comes on twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Our mission is to shine a positive light on the urban literary industry by promoting literature and discussing issues that are pertinent to the growth of the industry. In addition to being an online radio show, Urban Literary Review also provides office promotion to over 15,000 African American readers for only $99 per month. So Don't forget to listen and tune in each week Every Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Urban Literary Review, or check us out for more information at www.myspace.com forward slash Urban Literary Review.
0: Time for the Don Adams Sweet Tea, the talk show on EOTM Radio. Let's talk about it. Girl yeah.
1: it's here it's finally here the buzz is here what is the buzz
6: eotm buzzwire magazine at eotmbuzzwire.com is a monthly magazine on the web
1: continuing with eotm's mission to encourage empower and enlighten buzzwire magazine at eotmbuzzwire.com will help bring entrepreneurs together and connecting minds will increase networks to increase networks.
6: Read EOTM BuzzWire magazine each month at EOTMBuzzWire.com and stay enlightened and empowered.
3: Hey, welcome back to the Todd Adams Jr. Talk Show. Hey, we're talking about parole, probation, and um support. That's right. Is what I call them, social issues, social traps. Um, those things that are out there looking for us, especially in particular black men. Um, we fall prey to it more than anyone else, but we're not going to forget about our Caucasian brothers because they get hit in the pockets just as much as we are. Right over the head, too. But before we go any further, family, I want to send some shouts out to my Night Strikers. That's right, my adoptive uh, biker family here in the Atlanta, Georgia area. That's right, my group. They told me when I gave my shouts out tonight, I'd be able to say they were my group because I belong to them. That's right, family. It's a universal relationship. We're having a an, uh, anniversary party, uh, Saturday, June 12, 2010, from 6 p.m. until. It's going to be at the Temple Pravado uh, 2865 Donald How- Lee Howell Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30318. Uh, it's $10 at the door. I didn't mention that before, but it's $10 at the door. Um, let them know that you mentioned that you heard this on EOTM radio if you want to get in. And you know what? I'll split the cost with your family. I'll take it out of my pocket and split the cost with all of those that come to the door and say, hey, they heard about the party at E-O- on EOTM radio. I'll pay the $5 for you to get in and it's five for you and your guests, regardless of what size your party is. We'll do it like that, family. So five hours again, six until and you can party with the Night Strikers uh, on 2865 Donnelly Hollowell Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30318. How about that, family? Great biker group, great group of people, and I'm damn proud to be a part of that organization. Let's go from there. But we're talking about these, these judges, these ambitious prosecutors, greedy defense attorneys, and most importantly, we're talking about the people out there who have a hard time uh, resolving their social issues, family. That's what the the cause of the criminal justice system is all about. Those four elements right there, judges who don't throw these cases out when they don't belong in there, prosecutors who feel like, you know what, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to make a name for myself as a tough prosecutor so I can ride around my BMW and make my $400,000 a month, uh, $400,000 house payment. And then you got the defense attorney, who get paid all the bucks to get the guys off when they know you're guilty. So the the bottom line is, you know, hey, this is a system um, that's set in place, family that's making money. And we can't forget about those folks over there with child support issues. Um, You know, they're just as ruthless, if not even more so ruthless, because to me it creates and facilitates a slave mentality sort of atmosphere because they're cracking the backs of people, whether you're black, white, or whatever, you know, you don't see a lot of Hispanic brothers up in there. You don't see a lot of uh, uh, Asian brothers up in the system, system in the child support system, because they have good family values. family. And I'm not saying that we don't have it in the, in the black community or in the Caucasian community, but what I am saying is that it's so integrated with these people uh, that they understand on, on a larger level how to um, resolve their family issues without letting them get into the courtroom. It's not to say that they don't have issues. They just resolve them before they get to court. And, therefore, they don't have to worry about what goes on in the court system because they sit down at some point and they resolve these things. Amen to that, family? Amen? Oh, and by the way, uh, the, host, the opinions of one host uh, do not necessarily reflect all of those of the others that are connected with EOT, him. Um, with that being said, you know, hey, uh, if you don't like what I say or what I have to say, that's fine. I appreciate that. Uh, but uh, it is what it is. Probation is a mess. Let me just go back to probation, family. Check this out. These folks have figured out how to make so much money off of it. You know, they don't. They, nowadays, they don't just use state-run probation officers. They use private probation officers. Uh, these are private companies owned by individuals who have decided to step in and assist the government with its overage of inmates that they want to leave out on the streets. Now, earlier, I tried to give all uh, the history of probation, uh, you know, and I did that, I think, you know, uh, on a level of, you know, hey, listen, it began back in the day. Cause a lot of folks want to mention John Augustine, who was the person who, who actually here in the United States, originated that. But uh, I think it started way back in the days of King Henry, because John Augustine had that. He got that idea from somewhere uh, other than you know, other than the Americans. Um, here's something interesting about probation families. Um, in, an, in an effect, <coughs> excuse me. There's a bill that actually abolishes probation services. It replaces it with uh, a list of functions that can be undertaken absolutely, by absolutely anybody, and that's uh, why it's very, 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 uh, it's a badly designed bill, so to speak. Basically, what I'm going with that, family, is that there are there is legislation uh, that has been introduced in our country that would effectively abolish probation or would abolish uh, parole. Um not to say that your loved ones could not be parole or that your loved ones could not have the option of probation in lieu of going to jail, but about it to the point where the states won't be able to make as much money as they can of it and make it as, as lucrative as they are. Now, here's some information for you folks out there that are on probation and that are on parole. Let me just toss some things out there for you. Number one, communication. If you have a parole or probation officer, learn to communicate with them. How do you do that? Listen, family, if, even if you don't, even if you don't have the money to pay your parole or your probation officer, call in or report. Here's a little unknown secret. Any contact that you have with that probation or parole officer is considered a report. It could be a mail-in. It could be you called him. It could be you were out at McDonald's, or, matter of fact, you were at the movies and you saw him there and you spoke to him and said, hey, uh, Mr. Officer Mr. so-and-so, how are you doing? That's a contact. That's a report. It can be considered a report. What happens is sometimes you get these parole and probation officers who are so hard up straight out of college uh, who don't have their people skills in tune and they want to drag you through the loop. Well, what you have to remember as a probationer is that it's up to you. It's not up to him, but it's up to you to communicate with him. That makes it easier on all fronts because it also takes away that person's ability to reincarcerate you should they decide to feel like, hey, you're just not doing what you need to do. Follow-on-going family. Here's another thing. Most people don't realize that when you're on probation in particular, um, you know, when you're having a hard time paying the fees and fines, you know what? Ask that probation officer if you can get a waiver. Yes, you can get one. That probation officer will then have to go to the judge and petition the courts for a hearing. They will notify you of the hearing, and you will go to the hearing, and you can, at that time, present your side of it to the judge and simply let the judge know hey, I can't afford these fees and fines, the judges have the option of saying, you know what, I'm going to leave you on probation, strictly report, no fees and fines, and eliminate that money that you have to pay, which means you would then only have to report. Now, most judges don't want to do that because they understand that that's money out of the county's pocket, but guess what? At the end of the day, what it does is it alleviates that burden on you, especially if you have extenuating circumstances. Remember that extenuating circumstances. You need to be able to articulate that. Go to your probation office and say, hey, look, you know what? I lost my job, X, Y, and Z. Because believe it or not, family, probation and parole will work with you a hell of a lot better than child support will. Child support is really the worst thing we got going out there, family. Believe me when I tell you that. Because I met a brother, I was saying in the middle of the day, uh, the other day, I met a brother who lost his license, and he's disabled, and they didn't care. Uh, Unfortunately for him, he didn't realize that because he is disabled that when he rece- If he's receiving his disability check, he has to let them know, and I educated him, he has to let them know to send his child support a check so that his child support gets paid annually or it gets paid monthly. So now that he knows that, he's going to go back and he's going to do that, and hopefully he can get his license reinstated. But, family, there's so much going on with the system that we don't know, okay? We just do not know. And that's what my shows are about, uh, putting it out there for you, family. The number to call for those of you who want to call in is 718 I'm sorry, 664-6543. Uh, you want to call in and chop it up. And yes, the blog room is open. Unfortunately, I'm not in it. Um, but uh, for those of you who do want to call and uh, chop it up with Don E.O.T.M. Adams on tonight's topics, uh, the parole, probation, and the child support system, God forbid. Uh, give us a call and we can do that. Well somebody get that dog out of here. Oh, I'm sorry, that was my dog. With that being said, stay tuned family. We're gonna go ahead and take another commercial break. We gotta pay some bills. You know how it is I get paid to do this on a regular, so we'll take some we'll play some uh some commercials and we'll be right back with the Don Adams Junior Talk Show and hopefully we get some of y'all to call in and quit being shy.
1: men's magazine on the planet. Period. Only real women with real curves at Stunners. www.stunnersmag.com www.stunnersmag.com The truth is out there.
2: Soldiers are the same struggle You lame the huddle, your team shook, y'all failed The fast of a pillar Cause this is my football field Throwing passes from a barrel, shoulder pads the paddle But the QB don't stand for no quarterback Every word is like a start-off blast Cause y'all lost off And I'm the black herd that came to haul y'all laughing This it's for the hood by the corner store Many cry, many die, come at nine if you wanna walk Get it bloody uh. Got mine, I hope ya You from the hood, I hope ya You are And when I see you, I'ma take what I want So you try the front, hope ya You ain't real, hope ya Yo I'm the N to A to the X I R, and if I wasn't, I must have been Escobar. You know the kid got a skip too fit Care with a barber's preciseness, bravehearted for life is return of the golden child, son of a blues player. So who were you, player? Y'all waited to true savior, puffin' that puffer coat, cut to that vodka too. Poppy juice co up, wake up in a hospital, go up never. Remember I did this through right to step. You Judas thought I was gone, so in light of my death, i all happy go lucky. Bunch of samples, call me godson. With my pants low, I don't die slow Put some rags up like Pete and Pablo Put This is Nasdaq Dope, in my car with this Naslo Swuck a beat back, not a slow record Hit the record store, never let me go Get my hooks left, yeah I got mine, I hope ya You from the hood, I hope ya You, you gon' be mo ya And when I see you, I'ma take what I want to front hope ya you. you ain't real hope ya Return of the Prince the Bulls This is hardcore. kid limp, So wrist Rich kids going top the store, they don't know about the blocks tomorrow and everybody wanna know where the kid go, where he that, where he shot at and dressed that. No he got though, where does he live? Is he still in the brick? Does he really know how ill he is? Got all the guys watching my moves, my watch my jewels, my in my in the views like that. It's not only my jewels, like anything, plenty change Look at my tennis shoes, i ice that. Who am I? The back twister, lingerie ripper, automatic leg spreader, quicker brain getter, keep it. With uh. I got mine, I hope ya yourself You from the hood, I hope ya yourself You on me, hope ya yourself And when I see you, I'ma take what I want So you try to front, hope ya yourself You ain't real, hope yourself Uh. I got mine, I hope ya
0: Just to think about it, I would do things that I would regret. Trying to get you to understand how I felt for you, I tried hard time and time again, but I didn't know my love wouldn't grow. I should've just let it go, but I.
3: I mean, how are you? You listen to the Don Adams Sr. Talk Show. We're talking about parole, probation, and we're talking about the ugliest beast of all, child support. You know, and, and, and we're not talking about them to chop them up. We're talking about it to enlighten folks. Uh, you know, it's a money-making scheme. It's a money-making issue. You've got to realize what's going on, family. You've got to fix what's going on. You know, and, 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 and just about any show that I do and put out there, it's about family issues, family values. We have none. We've gotten away from that as a people, and we're suffering because of that. You know, our kids, our, our women, and our children are growing up part of the parole and probation system. And and even what's even worse is that, uh, you know, our mothers are raising children by themselves. They're using kids as pawns in the child support game and running the fathers off. Some people may say, well, there's no excuse for that. You should always know. I'm sorry. Let me tell you something, family. If, depending on the circumstances, and I can understand if it happens because it happened to me, but if the situation was right and someone was using a child completely against you in, ma- in ways that they had no business doing it or that was not even necessary, you know, what are you supposed to do? I don't know. I don't have the answer to it. Uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and even tackle that question, but what are you supposed to do? Different strokes, different folks. But we're talking about child support, the parole and probation system, and you listen to the Don Adams Jr. talk show. And, uh, you know, personally, I'm getting my groove on as well. So for those of you who do have an opinion and you want to call in and give us some input, and also I put some information out there for you parolees and your probationers about communicating with your parole and probation officers. Communication is the key. You've got to communicate with them, folks and girls, folks and girls, fellas and girls, however you want to look at you. But you've got to communicate with them. That's the key. But we'll be right back because we're going to continue to get our groove on. you listen to the Don Adams Jr. talk show. Yes, sir.
7: coming in day that's right seven on a day when i rise in the morning and face the sunlight you bounce on my love and uh it's airtight. sometimes i'm curious on how you feel when you're screaming out my name is it really for reality originality my mentality explore every possibility
3: Junior Talk Show and family, before we go, I wanted to leave you with some final comments and let you all know that you know what?
5: For those of you who are dealing
3: with parole and probation, you know what? Communicate with those officers. Let them know what's going on. And the biggest thing is family, we need to talk to each other. We need to expound on some things and we need to realize that this is a money making thing. You know what? The thing about it is almost like the hater show we did the other day. Once you realize where your haters are and once you truly recognize what your pitfalls are, It makes everything else easier because now you've identified the issues and now you can work with them from there. So what I'm saying, family, is parole, probation, and even the child support system, those are the creatures that we have to combat